Hello and welcome to Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast. I'm Paul Stevenson. Thanks as always for hitting play. Now, this week's big interview episode is a side two, and that's because it features the return of one of my favourite guests, Carmine Apice. And if you want to hear all the stories and understand why he's one of my favourite guests, then please do go back to the episode where I interviewed him in full on episode 43. You can hear him tell fantastic stories about touring with Led Zeppelin and Motley Crue's Tommy Lee, working with Rod Stewart, working with Jeff Beck, touring with Black Sabbath, being fired from one of Ozzy's tours by Sharon and so much more. Check out episode 43 for the full chat with Carmine Apice. It is a fantastic one. Anyway, I wanted to get him back on as I saw in the press that his band Vanilla Fudge were releasing an album called Vanilla Zeppelin. 12 tracks covering the mighty Led Zeppelin, but doing it in the unique Vanilla Fudge way. So this episode is all about that release and those days in the 60s when the bands toured their friendship and that kind of thing. Now, if this is your first time listening to Vintage Rock Pod, then please find Vintage Rock Pod on your podcast app or player of choice and subscribe to our feed directly on there so you don't miss a single episode. And I'll tell you why. It's because as well as releasing these big name interview shows each Monday and recent guests have included the likes of Stuart Copeland from The Police and Pat Travers. I've had 17 Rock and Roll Hall of Famers on in the last couple of years, so you don't want to miss any of those. Plus, I also release a short four or five minute daily podcast too, about something from that day in the history of rock. That show is called This Day Rocks and features clips from the interviews with these legendary artists, plus contributions from fellow podcasters, journalists, radio personalities and more. As I said, one comes out every day and you can only get all those episodes on the Vintage Rock Pod feed, so search for it now while you're listening to this and hit follow or subscribe or like or whatever it is your podcast player says and it's always free so don't panic there. And as well, please check out the Vintage Rock Pod YouTube channel. I put clips of these big name interviews up there for you to watch and enjoy, sometimes using parts that I don't include on the podcast. So it's definitely worth subscribing to the channel, again, for free on YouTube, so you can watch all the legends tell their stories. But back to today's show then. As I said, when I heard that there was going to be a Vanilla Zeppelin album on the way, with a digital release set, I believe, for September 30th, I was keen to get Carmine back onto the show. Now, the label had made a couple of the songs available to listen to already, Immigrant Song and Ramble On. Both sound brilliant the way they funk it up with Mark Stein's organ on there, and you can listen to those now already. So, with that in mind, please enjoy this interview with Carmine Apice, where we pretty much just dive into the conversation. I saw that the, the Vanilla Zeppelin thing was coming out, so I thought it'd be nice just to get you back on. And Yeah, it's, um, it's weird, you know, that, that album, the Zeppelin album, we did it 2005. All right, okay. There's this original band, Tim is in it. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, was a, it was a record company out of, I don't know, Europe somewhere, Germany maybe. And and just as we were going to release it, it went out of business. Ah. Right? So we got the record back. We've had it for ages. We do gigs. We sell it at the, you know, at our gigs. And then um, uh, just before COVID, that the Golden Robots, we were going to do a deal with them. We were going to do a deal called... Um, Supreme Fudge, which we were going to do some Supreme, some Supreme songs, yep. you know. And Tim was sick at that point, but I, I go Kate him to play on a song. So in 2019 in December, we cut the track to uh, "Stop in the Name of Love." Yes, you know. And then I flew out to LA to go to the Nam Show when they used to have the Nam Show, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I asked him if he'd play on it. He said sure. So we went into 
Jorgen uh, Carlson, who plays bass for uh, Government Mule, had a nice little studio, and he's a fan of Tim and the sergeant. So he said, yeah, come on and do it over here. So Tim came in, and, you know, he was so sick. He came in with his pajamas on, you know. It was funny. I said, what do you do with your pajamas on, you know? And before I brought a four-string bass, usually he plays five or six-string. Mm -hmm. He says, I bought this bass. I know you love the way I play four-string. I said, thank you. <laughs> so he played on that track. And then we were going to continue, like, after that show and go in the studio and recut everything. Then COVID hit. That was the end of that. Wow. And I moved from New York, Connecticut, down to Florida, and I set up a studio here. And I got my drums over there, see? Very nice. Yeah. Also, one problem we had with that song was the drum track had leakage because we tried something new, which was stupid. You know, and that my room mics had organ and guitar in it. Luckily, I set up the studio, so I redid the, the drum track here. Ah. You know, and then we got our friend Pat Regan to mix it. it. Came out great, and we released it in Golden Robot as a single. But we had also had given him that Led Zeppelin album. It's the last thing Tim ever played. Which in LFIs, but let's look at it this way. That was 221, we released it. There's no other bands in the 60s that has all four members that released a new song yeah. that I know of. Do you know of any? I mean, no. The Who? No. <laughs> no. The Zeppelin's gone. Um, the Beatles, there's no. only two. <clears throat> you know, now there's three of us, and we still play. It's fantastic. <clears throat> so in terms of this Vanilla Zeppelin album then, I mean, if it was recorded back in 2005, is it literally those recordings which is, is being packaged up and, and put out now? Yeah, those are the ones that were out now. And we had a manager. Tom Vitorino was the manager, and he said, look, instead of doing an album of one track of this guy, one track of that guy, let's pick one artist, you know, and just do a whole album of that artist. So he said, you know, you can do The Who, you can do The Cream, you can do... You know, anybody. Yeah. So, and we said, well, let's do Led Zeppelin because we were always close with them. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, we took them on the first tour and watched them grow. You know, I got John Bonham's drums. We, were, yeah. we jammed with them on stage. You know, the only band that got gigantic that, you know, was close to us like that. So we said, let's do that. And I got to say, it was hard picking songs because they had so many great songs. And, you know, we tried to do what we do to, to the songs. I think we did it justice. And uh, we did it on analog back in the day. <laughs> and uh, my buddy Pat Regan mixed it. And he's, he's a great mixer. He's mixing. He just finished mixing. I just did a new King Cobra record okay. with uh, Paul Shortino, myself, Johnny Rod. And then we got uh, Rowan Robinson from uh, D.O. and Carlos Cavazos from Quiet, uh, Quiet Wire. Wow. So it's like a little super group, you know, but yeah, it yeah. really came out great. So I'm having fun in the studio. Yeah, know? it sounds like you're having a great time. We, we, we just want to touch back, uh, if, if you don't mind, on Led Zeppelin, just with the, the, no, the vanilla no. Zeppelin thing. I mean, mm -hmm. before, it, very famous, and, and as you said in the stories last time, they, they came over as their first American shows when they were supporting you. Um, going right back, though, had you heard their music before they came to support you, or was it the first time <laughs> we did them? We, we had did. the album. We heard the right. album. So when, when they came and played live for you then, on your shows and stuff, what did you think to see when you saw them live? We knew Peter Graham. My manager was a promoter mm -hmm. in Concerts East in, in the New York area and the East Coast. So, and, and there were also, um, their attorney was Steve Weiss. 
Steve Weiss had all big bands. He had Jimi yeah. Hendrix and Ella Fudge and Rascals. Um, the Yardbirds he had, Peter Noon. You know, he had all the action those days with Biff. And he said, look, uh, Jimmy Page got a new band called Led Zeppelin. And uh, I want you to hear the records because we want to put them on some dates with you guys. When we heard the record, we said, wow, what a great record. <laughs> I heard John Bonham's foot on Good Times, Bad Times. I said, man, this guy, this kid is fucking great. Excuse my French. So we heard it and we liked it. And then um, the first gig was in Denver, Colorado. It was Vanilla Fudge and Spirit at the auditorium. It was like 7,000 people sold out. And our agent was trying to get them on, on that gig with the promoter. And he's talking to him and saying, hey, this is $1,500 for Led Zeppelin. Come on, it's $1,500. And the promoter kept saying, look, we're sold out. We don't need them. And he says, yeah, I know, but we want to put them on the show to get their career going. So it ended up they worked out a deal where the promoter would pay $750, and we would, Vanilla Fudge, pay $750 for them to be on the show. So imagine that, you know, we paid them to be on the show. We paid half their fee, you know? If we hadn't done that, I don't know what would have happened. It probably would have happened anyway. But then we went on to play a whole West Coast tour with them, you know? And uh, we all became really good friends. And talking but, about um, staying friends, I mean, did, did you stay friends with Zeppelin through their meteoric years? Yeah, well, totally, totally. I mean, we would, you know, go see them when they were big, huge, Madison Square Garden, and sit on the stage, on the oh, side wow. of the stage and watch them, you know? And uh, a few times, we, me and Tim went up and jammed with them while we were on tour together. You know, the second tour was, they were big already. It was as big mm -hmm. as we were. So we did alternate, you know, alternate headlining. And it's funny because he had the same drum set as me, double bass drums. <laughs> so it must have looked funny. I would say it must have looked really funny to the audience. You know, whether whoever went on first, the drums would come off, and then the same drum set would come out for the next group. Yeah. And Randy Castillo from Ozzy was in the audience on one of those things, and he told me he thought it was weird. He didn't know what was going on. And I said, <laughs> yeah, they're two different drum sets because we both have the gong and, you know, and the same drum sets. And, you know, yeah, as you can imagine how you're watching a group, they take the drum set off and they put the drums, you know, the same drums <laughs> the on. Same you're like, yeah. hey, Fred, what, why are they doing that? You know, the audience <laughs> people, right? But we had a good time. And, you know, even when they were huge, I mean, uh, they would hang out like in, um, I was living in LA at the time and I'd go up to see Bonzo and that left the, the riot house, he used to call it. Mm -hmm. And, yep. you know, and I forgot what this story was. It's in my book about Estroma said something. He was, he was in a party at Bonzo's room, and he kept saying some crap that Bonzo didn't like. And eventually he drug him out by his hair and threw him outside the door, you know? And then he came back in again. And Bonzo said to me, but you know this guy. Tell him to get out. It was, it's going to be sad, you know? <laughs> so I went and said, look, dude, you better get out of here, you know? You pissed off the Zeppelin guys with the roadies and stuff. You know, you're going to be history. Get the hell out of here. So he <laughs> left. I forgot what it is. It's in my book. You know, it's so long ago now. I oh, should get what the story is. And you've got so many stories as well. It's definitely worth checking out your book, 100%. Um, I'm just doing, quickly um, to um, Excuse me. I'm just doing a, a new thing, November 12th here in Florida. It's going to be called The Comrade of Peace Diaries. Oh, brilliant. And it's going to be like, uh, I got a whole animated thing and the diary comes out and it's, it's, it picks this story. And I tell the audience, okay, what's, 
what story you want to hear. Let them pick the story. You oh, know? brilliant. Then, that sounds fascinating. Yeah, I'm going to do that for now. I'm going to play the hot legs, do a little yes. solo, yeah, and then go out and do some, sell some merch and have a good time, or sign autographs. You know, just a real close. It's not like you know, I'm playing in a theater or an arena or something, you know, and uh, they get to really hear the stories right yeah, from the yeah. mouth, you know. Yeah, people love that sort of stuff, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so back to just quickly back to the album again. Then I mean, as you said before, it's, it's difficult to to choose just a few tracks to go on this album. Now we've heard a few of the songs because they were released um, over the last few years: "Rock and Roll," "Immigrant Song," "Ramble On," and it's right. not just straight covers of of the songs either. Is I mean, you've got the organ on there, you've got the harmony voices on there, and the funk as well. You've injected into the songs; they really make yes. them stand out. And and that's that's one of the things I really love about these tracks. So um, when you you sit down and say, right, we're going to cover, for instance, rock and roll. What do you guys, what did you guys do at the time? What did you do in terms of how are we going to do this? How are we going to make it work for Fudge? Well, we just start, we just start playing it and see what happens, you know? And then once we get the feel on it, then we say, hey, why don't we try and put this in it? Mm-hmm. Well, let's put that vocal here. Let's do the organ and the, and the guitar parts opposite each other. Or you both play the same line or, you know, and then me and Tim together, you know, Whenever we play something, it just changes because the way we play. Yeah. And then, and then I believe we changed some of the vocal lines, the way the vocal was sung. Yes. As well. So Vinny was, I think Vinny sang, he said, I want to change a little bit. So we, well, let's hear it. He did. I said, great. Let's use it. You know? And then we'd add vocal harmonies where we taught it. That's how we always did everything. Brilliant. And it rolled on from there. So in terms of having to choose, I think there's 12 songs on this record, isn't there? The Zeppelin songs. How did you go about choosing which songs? Was it just your favorites or was it the ones that you could put your touch on it the most? Yeah, some, some of them were favorites. Uh, and like I said, so long ago, I, I told you it was 20 <laughs> years ago. Of course. <laughs> you know, but we, we just listened to a song and see, with them, there were so many. So we had to go like a favorite, you know, yeah. kinds of favorites that everybody had. And being honest with you right now today, I don't remember what songs we have on. Hold on. <laughs> I, have, I have an album here. Hold on. Oh, yeah. That'll Hold be good. Let's see it. Here it is. Ah, there That's we what go. it used to look like. Yeah, these were songs that we like, Trample Underfoot. I sang it. And we always liked that. We made I think we made it a little more funky. Yeah. Uh Days and Confused, we always loved that song. You know, that's always a good one. Uh, Black Mountainside, that Vinny wanted to do that, you know, because it was a guitar thing. And we said, it's good. Babe, I'm going to leave you. So right now, <coughs> when we play, we do two of these songs, but we changed it again. You uh-huh. know, like Days uh, and Confused, and Mark <laughs> sings it, and he's playing the keys, and he sings it like a little jazzier. And Dad, the computer, and then we, where it goes to the... Uh, Breakdown where it goes ba 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 da 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 and it goes da da little 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 right. So when we do that, then he starts playing chords and we go into "Baby, I'm Gonna Leave You." Ah, because Mark is 75, but his voice, unlike mine, 
is still 100%. That's the best part of his body. And he's got <laughs> back aches and he can't walk and this and that. The man, that voice never leaves. Yes, He's yes. an amazing singer, amazing singer. And uh, so we just, you know, did, did it like that. You know, we just picked songs that we liked. Days and Confused, like immigrant song we always liked, you know. We liked to groove on that. Ramble on was, was always cool. I, I can't yes, remember yeah. what we did to these things. I have to listen again. We have to mention Moby Dick. I was going to say Moby Dick. That's that's the big drumming one, isn't it? Yeah, we had to do that, you know, yeah. just for fun. You know, <laughs> I mean, I did my solo different than John's solo, you know, but, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, the picture on this, I don't know if you can see that picture. Can you see that picture? Yeah, yeah. That was 1967 in Carnaby oh, Street. Some young lads on there. <laughs> you see that? We bought all those clothes. And that jacket I'm wearing was the red velvet jacket I wore in the Ed Sullivan show. Ah, yes. And the now, famous one. Um, when I go back to New York in a couple of weeks, I'm going to give it to the music, Long Island Music Hall of Fame. You've still got the jacket? Fantastic. I still have it. It's unbelievable. And my friend Randy Pratt, he has the bass template. He bought it from T.R. Money. He bought the bass. He has the keyboard, moth plate. Wow. And he's got um, jackets that Vinnie wore mm -hmm. in the 60s. So we're giving all that to the Long Island uh, Music Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, we're not giving it to them. They're going to display it yes, if we want it back at any time. You know, I should give them my gong, actually. I just thought of that. <laughs> I have my gong in New Jersey. It's just sitting there. Well, wow, fantastic stuff. And uh, as we said, this album is out September 30th. Um, much anticipated, long anticipated. Oh, there you go. Well, I produced this. I didn't realize I produced it. <laughs> it uh, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> well, that's the information I've got anyway, Carmine. I hope it's, I hope it's correct. <laughs> well, it probably is because they never, they kept saying they're going to release a few singles. Yeah. They're going to release the album. So. I haven't really been paying attention because <laughs> been busy. Yeah, you, know, you know it was done so long ago. And yeah. so every once in a while, somebody goes, "Hey, I just heard your new single. What's that?" And they go, "Immigrant song." I said, "Oh, <laughs> okay." Well, excellent. Thank you very much for for taking the time to speak to us again, Carmine. It's See been you next time. a pleasure as always. Ciao. Bye bye. Bye bye. Carmine a piece there. He tells wonderful stories. He's had one hell of a career and I wholeheartedly recommend you check out the full in-depth interview I did with Carmine last year on episode 43 of Vintage Rock Pod. Right, it's the time of the show for the top fives and as I've already done the top five vanilla fudge songs, see aforementioned episode 43, I thought I'd tackle the ridiculous task of getting Led Zeppelin's catalogue down to a top five. But before I do that, some shout-outs for people sending me their thoughts on last week's top five list of 10cc songs. Uh, starting with Mark on Twitter, he had a completely different top five to me, which I should probably say was Wall Street Shuffle at one, then Dreadlock Holiday, The Worst Band in the World, Rubber Bullets, and Good Morning Judge. Now Mark went with Fresh Air for My Mama, Old Wild Men at four, Lazy Ways at three, Blackmail at two, and the classic I'm Not in Love at number one. 
Fellow podcaster 80sography reeled off a huge list but said I'm Not In Love is probably his number one choice, a masterpiece. Elsewhere, Abby Angel said The Dean and I would be her favourite, while Andy Old also went with The Dean and I and included Life is a Minestrone, I'm Mandy, Fly Me, The Things We Do for Love and Art for Art's Sake, particularly for their quirkiness, he said. A big thanks to everyone for their thoughts on the 10cc tracks. But onto the difficult task of whittling Led Zeppelin songs down to a top five. I must stress this is completely subjective. It is my personal choice. And if I had to do this list again tomorrow, it would likely change again. But for today, at least, here's what I'm going to do for my top five songs from Led Zeppelin, according to Vintage Rock Pod. At five is a folk song that they took and turned into a masterpiece. It flips between gentle meandering and thunderous rock with Robert Plant's soaring vocals. From their debut album, my number five is Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. At four is another song in a similar style with slow, almost dreamlike verses with a big, stomping sing-along chorus. Apparently one of the first songs to be recorded with Jimmy Page's soon-to-be signature Gibson Les Paul. It wasn't a single and probably won't appear on many people's top fives at all, but it's from my favourite Zeppelin album and I love it. From Led Zeppelin 2 at number four is What Is and What Should Never Be. But what is and what should never be? My number three is one of their biggest songs, one of their best known, a five-part, eight-minute rock opera that may be overplayed, but it is so for a reason. It's bloody brilliant. Features one of the best solos of all time, too, in my opinion. From Led Zeppelin 4, my number three song of theirs is Stairway to Heaven. My number two track starts out with an acoustic guitar and tales of hobbits based on the Lord of the Rings. But then the chorus launches in and Robert Plant is back to his best. From Led Zeppelin 2, my number two track is Ramble On. And my number one is a rip-roarer. Right from the off, the pounding drums and chugging guitar brings in the howling vocal cries and the song never lets up for the full couple of minutes that it's on. From Led Zeppelin 3, my number one Led Zeppelin song, according to Vintage Rock Pod, is Immigrant Song. So there you go, my top five from Led Zeppelin. A few unlikely songs on there, perhaps, but remember, it's my personal choice. I know, I know, how could I leave out Kashmir, or Song Remains the Same, or Whole Lot of Love, or Good Times, Bad Times, or Communication Breakdown, or any other number of their awesome songs. But as I said, that's my personal list. As always, I'd love to hear whether you agree or disagree with me. Email me vintagerockpod at gmail.com. 
vintagerockpod at gmail.com or find the post on the social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know the deal. And if you haven't already, please do check out Vintage Rock Pod on social media. Click like or follow or whatever it is and comment on the post as well to make sure you don't miss any. The algorithm stops showing you things from groups that you don't interact with. So just a, a quick like or a comment every now and again is fantastic. And please do check out some of the other podcasts as well on the Pantheon Podcast Network of which Vintage Rock Pod is a part. Loads of fantastic music shows on there for you to enjoy. But that's it for today's episode then. I'll be back tomorrow with another This Day Rocks episode which you can find on the Vintage Rock Pod feed. But until then... Take care.